Welcome, welcome in. This is Bad Sports. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. We're in a new studio. We're in our brand new studio. Apartment. Apartment. And right off the bat, let not, me not apologize. Not both of us. He lives here. I don't live here. If you hear like a bunch of banging and like... It's his neighbor's banging. We have a... We live next to a BDSM not we, practitioner. You. A lot of like... Like just a lot of, you know... A lot of chain... Whips. Chains rattle. A lot of... Uh, like a lot of yeah. that. A lot of just, just occasional pounding. Just do, do, do. I mean... Unless you got a mouse in your pocket, stop saying we live here. Because I don't live here. I don't want them thinking we share a studio apartment. Here. Yeah, you were already worried that my neighbor thought you're my boyfriend or something. Well, it's because I'm super cute. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I, like, people just don't have guests or anything, you know? Anyways, so if you hear that, if you hear, like, chainsaws or whips or chains. Cattle prods. Any of that. It's my neighbor. It's just my neighbor. But we have a huge show today. Lot to talk about. That's always the case when we miss an episode. Thanks, Mark. Don't. <laughs> could, I could tell him the truth if you want. <laughs> you, That's you, what I thought. They can't handle the truth. <laughs> well, first off, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm in my new place. It's really tall ceilings. I like you got a nice ceiling fan. You're just a light bulb out. You know, I've noticed that's what I like the most about this spot is like how much space God, there is. You have light bulbs. There's, a lot of, there's just a lot of flow. I like it. The, my last apartment, I noticed when I was cleaning it out, I noticed I hate how there's just so many little tiny doors, not unnecessary walls and rooms. It really did kind of, no, I'm serious. Like I felt like it kind of crammed the energy. Like I just felt like I wasn't very creative in that space. I couldn't really, I didn't really feel at home. You just want to feel like a struggling New York. Now guy. I feel like a like a. So you got like an official struggling artist. I got just my own little studio spot. It's not bad. We'll yeah. see. Uh, hopefully, I don't kick, get kicked out after this one fucking episode. Why would that happen? Um, I don't know. I probably get reported for sexual assault or something because you're screaming. Well, or like, they might be accused. You know. I don't scream. You I've never screamed sometimes. on the podcast. Okay. Any uh, any uh, fun events over the weekend? No. Nothing? Pretty chill weekend, dude. Yeah? Did yeah. you say something about... Oh, yeah, so you notified me that next weekend, a little house cleaning, you're going to be going to the state bowling tournament? Yeah. Nice. Did you get there? Like, did you qualify? No, anybody it? can go. Okay. I'm going with... Uh, some of my friends, friend from high school. Who's that? Kyle. Kyle Wasco. Wasco? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Bowling buddies. Bowling friends. That's cool, man. So, yeah, guys, if uh, we don't put out an episode on Monday, that's why. So, we'll put it out maybe Tuesday, if, you know, worst case scenario. But, yeah, um... Sam, I didn't really do much. Just moved on Saturday all day. Uh, kind of boring. Which is weird. You don't have that much stuff. I actually do. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff. Disagree. I mean, the closet's nice. not even full. 
Yeah, there's you just there's a ton of stuff in the closet. You keep telling me it's a second bedroom. And I already, it looks like it could be a second bedroom. It's bigger than the room Harry Potter it, had. It actually, it's bigger than could, Harry Potter's bedroom. You could put a cot in there. You're right. Put a cot in there and a TV. You could make that a video. <laughs> that could be our, our literal studio inside of this there's studio no, okay, apartment. There's no outlets in there, so that'd be a problem. So what? It's extension cords. You want to build a, the studio in my a closet. There'd be no distractions at all. <laughs> and you could do your gay little video game stuff in there, too. Your little eye racing, <laughs> e-racing, whatever they stuff. call it. You wear gloves when you do it, too, which is funny to me yeah. when you use the steering wheel. I do that because of blisters. Yeah. Just like I wear the shoes, too. Everyone everyone gives me shit. Like, when you can't do it in my socks? Steering wheel, they're like, oh, that's cool. But then when I put the gloves on, they're, they're like, like, you're a oh, fucking idiot. Now, that's, now it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's you have like shoes LARPing. for it, too? It's like LARPing. It's like you show them a sword, and you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. And then you're like, check out my outfit. And you're like, oh, no. that's kind of not yeah. cool. <laughs> that's a little whack. Do you wear shoes when you use the pedal? I do. I have an old pair of wrestling shoes that I cleaned, and I put them on loosely because they're tight to the, my feet. I do. Okay. Why can't you do it in your socks? Because when you race for a long time, like I'm saying, like like if you race for like an hour, your feet get sore. Dude, I used to play rock band for like five hours, and my bare feet on that. Well, that okay, so I know some. I know like really, really some good drummers actually play barefoot, <clears throat> so that makes sense. Dude, my feet, I don't know, they're sensitive. I like having racing shoes, okay? Because you're constantly like... They're not racing shoes, though. They're wrestling shoes. They stay, they substitute. They're very similar, honestly. They're just thin. Do racers, do some racers wear wrestling shoes? No, no, they have, they have delegated gear, for sure. And like, obviously there's... um. If you had a pair of racing be, shoes, would you wear them? I would, but that? no, that's, they're just really expensive. And it's those those gloves I have, those also double as like bicycling gloves, so I kind of use them for that as well. Don't even give me shit, dude. Don't even get me started. Like, have you ever had a fucking blister on your hand? Do you wear gloves when you golf? Oh, pussy. One. Yeah, yeah you do. Of course. You want to know why you wear a glove when you golf? Because it sucks when you get a blister. You don't really need them. When you golf to prevent blisters, because you don't swim that I much know. unless you suck. Yeah, I know. I just I and suck. I suck. Okay, okay. so I need a blister. I, I suck. I okay. I like to have gloves so I don't get blisters. That's Wait. fine. I wasn't saying anything about it. I wasn't making fun of you. No, I didn't I say anything. But a lot of people like to know, or just I get a lot of shit for wearing gloves. Honestly. Oh, there we go again. They're starting early today. Mm. Lots to dive into. We're going to start off with the MLB. I mean, might as well just soak up all the news we can now, right? Yeah. Since it's probably not going to be a freaking season. Derek Jeter has stepped down as the Miami Marlins CEO and shareholder. What does that mean for Miami? <clears throat> what does that mean? That's a... That's a big question. Um, it's hard not to look at that as a loss, but maybe maybe some diehard Miami fans are saying good riddance. I don't know. I looked into it a little bit. Uh, our Patreon, our, our, our only Patreon, Trevor, that was one of his questions. He was wondering 
with Jeter stepping away from the Marlins as CEO, does he get into managing? Um, I don't think so, personally. Too much work. The guy was – he played for the Yankees for 20 years. I think he probably just wants a nice, cushy executive role where he doesn't have to follow the team to every single game, which I'm sure he does a little bit. But he, like, he had some interesting uh, choice words when he left, one of them being, and I quote, the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as a new season begins. Looking into Jeter's tenure, it included the trades of high-priced players such as Giancarlo Stanton, Christian Yelich, JT Realmuto, and Marcel Ozuna. And he eventually saw the development of players like Sandy Alcantara, Jazz Chisholm, Jesus Sanchez, and Luan Diaz. Oh. Um. So there's a plus, and I mean... I couldn't believe, It's crazy that they at one point had Giancarlo Stanton, Christian Yelich, JT Realmuto, and Marcelo Zuna. I mean, those first two alone are like, they're all, in, like you said earlier when we were talking about this, all those players are on different teams for a reason. Yeah, there's just, you can't pay all those guys. No. What they want to be paid. Uh, but the, I don't know, it's. It's hard to say whether or not this is a good thing for Miami. You know, let me look into – can you look up what, how, what the Marlins record was last year? Because I don't think it was good. They are, one of the reasons why apparently he's leaving is um, they are – I believe they were like like the fourth – 67 and 95. They were like one of the fourth – they were like the fourth poorest team in the league. So – People are speculating that he's leaving because he doesn't really have much money to spend. I think he's trying to get a better job with a little bit more funds to build a stronger team. And just like in any sport, money talks. I mean, my God, is that the case in motorsport? But especially in baseball, especially when you got teams mm-hmm. like the Yankees that can that can rent. Just have rent, an unlimited money supply. Unlimited money. <clears throat> and. You know, we'll see where Jeter goes. I I highly doubt it's going to be managing. If he does get into managing, I'd be shocked. What if he just does commentary? Yeah, like For A-Rod. Like, yeah, A-Rod. I think he'd be better than A-Rod. I don't, who knows? Maybe they don't even like each other. I don't know. Don't I don't really together. care. I, I, I don't give a shit either. I think Jeter is going to find a role somewhere else. I, I don't know. I was thinking, like, how would you feel if you went to the Tigers? I'm not sure how I would feel Indifferent. I still want to see Jeter kind of um, prove himself as a CEO or an executive in general. Like when you're looking at like Steve Eisman uh, in NHL, for example, the guy went to the Lightning, was the GM there, and now now that he's left, they're still winning continuously. And they also have some of the best players, uh, Kucherov being one of them. So I want to see Jeter prove himself. That would be good. until then, I don't really have that strong of an opinion on this, and that's all we got for baseball. Any final thoughts on that? No, sir. No? I hope we get to watch some soon. Yeah, me too. That's all I want. I was hoping to go to a Tigers game this year. Guess not. Mm. Well, not right away anyways. No. Moving on to college basketball. Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski 
coach's last home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, unfortunately suffering a 94-81 to loss to none other than North Carolina. You know, something about that, it's got to sting. Like, Yeah, I mean. But even though he's had such a, just a, an unreal legacy, an unreal career, losing your last home game's got to, I mean, damn. 42 years. That's so long. That's insane. If you don't know who Coach K is, let me remind you. Let me fill you in. He, like we said, coached for 42 years at Duke. He achieved, he won five national titles, 12 Final Four appearances, 15 ACC tournament championships, and 13 ACC regular season titles. He is also... No big deal. He's just the all-time winningest men's college basketball coach with a record of 1,196 to 365. So many games. That is so many games. I believe he's like 75 years old. He's getting up there. He doesn't look 75. He looks great. He looks awesome. I remember a couple years ago, I think, yeah, when he was still in his 70s, he was just like, I watched him at practice wearing some like nice like shoes just like he just looked really he was at practice he's still there on the court moving around like it's just the guy is just probably the best coach we'll ever see i think i can't it'll it's hard to to imagine if someone broke his record well i would they would it's tough to imagine someone being with a team for or even coaching for 42 years absolutely i mean his devotion to the sport and of the team alone is unbelievable. And one thing I do like about well, the best part about Coach K is that there's nothing controversial about him. At least that I can't that I can think of. He's not. No one ever spoke out. No, there's no like bad headlines. The guy didn't cheat. He didn't hurt anyone. There's zero controversies. Everyone that's played for him loves him, and he's also. He was also really close friends with another late legend, the late Jimmy V. Like, so Coach K represents uh, just an awesome era of college basketball coaches. Izzo's up there with him too. Mm-hmm. He's the last of that. He's in that group. So it's sad, you know. I've I love watching college basketball. It's just it's, it's one of my gonna, favorite sports to watch too, especially in March. It's not going to be the same without Coach K. Um, his legacy's going to live on. I can't wait to see who takes over. I know, I think, all like a ton of his old, I think just about every one of his former players was there that last game. Christian Leitner being one of them, which Ooh. one of my favorite documentaries that was, was a good the 30-30 about, uh, I think it was like, I hate Christian Leitner. I mean, this Coach K just had such an impact on the sport. There's documentaries made on the players that he coached. He'll probably have a really good 30 for 30 soon. Oh, my God. He might have. That's the thing. I wanted to, like, at least acknowledge him, but, gosh, 42 years, it's it doesn't do it justice just talking about it for five minutes. Doing a documentary, it's probably going to be – you could probably make a docuseries. I mean, Jesus Christ, 42 years. I would love to watch it. I think he deserves it, and I hope they put their time into it. The guy is just – He's done nothing but good for the sport, and 
North Carolina fucked it up. They they got them. They I say spoiled that. it. Oh, spoiled tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like everyone hates North Carolina. They but probably they loved got it. Oh, they got it. I mean, all this just came to fruition down to this moment. Coach K's last home game, and they fucking beat him. Like, damn. And you know what? I don't even know who coaches North Carolina right now. We're not even talking Me about either. it. Yeah. Eh. It's not making it about him. No, it's not. But he did beat him. <laughs> Anyways, that's all we got. We'll uh, we'll get into March Madness when it starts up. They're doing the con- their conference tournaments right now. Michigan beat Ohio State again. Yeah, you want to talk about that real quick? I didn't watch it. Uh, it's kind of a lazy day for me. Yeah. Um, well, seventy-five, sixty-nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I I didn't watch it, but it's cool. I that. It's always good won. to beat your rival. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how they do in the conference tournament. You never know. They still have a chance to make March Madness. If I think if they place well, maybe they can get in. I don't know where they stand. I know. I think Michigan State might be struggling to get in. Probably. They're not having the best year. That's all I got for college basketball. What about you? That's it. Let's jump into the NBA. Do you want to take over? Do you want to? Um, <clears throat> New York Knicks Julius Randle fined fifty thousand dollars for for shoving referee Phoenix Suns Phoenix Suns Cameron Johnson. You know, and that's all like all the stories that we have on the NBA right now all correlate towards players shoving, being fined for touching the refs yes. or shoving the refs. But yeah, so I got the video pulled up right here. Julius Randle oh. getting into trouble. Let's check it out. Oh. I didn't even see it. They'll show it again. So, so far, to me, that shove was clearly for the other player. I think he was shoving him out of the way to get to the other player. It didn't even look like he was trying to shove the ref. I think the ref was just an innocent bystander that got in the way. Not sure how I feel about the black jerseys. I know that's not. I know that's not what we're talking about, but I don't understand. (laughs) I just said they were banging each other. Did you hear it? (laughs) (laughs) Stupid ass. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, okay, he kinda when he showed They me, were banging each other. <laughs> they were they were banging each other. <laughs> that's, that's the title. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were gonna name it the trials and tribulations of interracial love. So it's ironic that this happened. They were banging each other. They were obviously tripping. Someone said something and Julius Randall went to shove him the ref was breaking it up and then oh okay yeah, that's kind the of ref weak. had his back to him Julius Randle kind of had his like elbow that probably like dug into like I said bit. 50 grand is a sneeze the other guy didn't get anything though which like he could have said some serious shit you know what if he was like I'm gonna murder you bitch I don't know if that's I don't 
That's just trash talk, though. But hey, he didn't shove nobody. He shoved nobody. <laughs> he told me he was going to kill my whole family. Well, Ooh, Julius Randall kind of looks like a psycho. He had one eye almost closed while he was yelling okay, at so him. Okay, so let me break this down. Like, Okay, so... After Julius Randall's teammate shoots, he made a three. Julius Randall was down in the paint under the hoop. And the player, um, who Cameron, was it? Cameron Johnson. Johnson, came up from behind him and just shoved him after the play. And he just got in his face and chest bumped him. And then the ref broke it up. And then Julius Randall shoved the ref out of the way and tried to shove Cameron Johnson. And Cameron Johnson threatened to murder his family, allegedly. Just like, guys, just stop, stop banging each other. Stop banging each other. Come on. <laughs> this is basketball, none of that nonsense. Okay, so he got charged 50 grand. We know that's not a lot, but there's a trend right now. Um, earlier in the week, earlier last week, Indiana Pacers, Jalen Smith, and San Antonio Spurs, DeJounte Murray, were both hit with $20,000 fines. Uh, Indiana Pacers forward Jalen Smith was fined for directing profane language towards the ref, and DeJounte Murray was fined for throwing the ball at the legs of a referee, which we saw that clip. Kind of weak. Yeah, intentional. it was pretty weak. Like, okay, when they say he threw it at the legs. It was very passive-aggressive. It hit the ground first, and it bounced up and hit the legs. It's the way you'd pass it to your sister or brother if you're playing basketball. Yeah. And they're like, shut up, pussy. You're being like, like a, okay, whatever. If you're being a bad sport. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> a what? <laughs> a bad sport. <laughs> that that it wasn't hard at all. It like it just kind of he bounced off the ground. It was like a bad pass, and it hit his ankles, and he got fucking. I don't think he got ejected. Did he get ejected? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. And. You know. I feel bad for the refs. I really empathize for them because I had to. I had to ump for a, a psychotic Christian league softball oh, yeah. game once, so I totally have empathy for referees. Why don't you explain that? Tell them what happened. Do you want me to go into that? Yeah, I remember it being a pretty good story when you told me before. Okay. But they haven't heard it. You told me a while ago. Now. The quick. So, I used to not give a shit about refs or umps. I used to not have any sympathy for them at all until one day I was subbing for my friend's Christian softball league. And it, it's a league where, like, every, usually it's people that actually attend the church, form the league, and play as their team. And it was my friend and his dad and a couple other friends and their dads. So, you got just, they're like families playing a friendly game of softball in a church league. And then once the dads in the older generation started moving on, it, the youth entered and it started getting more and more competitive. And then next thing you know, the team's comprised of people who don't even go to the church. And I was subbing for the team. And then one day, like before I, I was just hanging out, talking to my friends. And the next thing you know, everyone else left. And the manager of the the team came up to us was like hey guys we need you to ump for the game it's actually our turn and everyone left i'm like i'm just a sub man 
I know that's kind of what I said. I was like, I'm just a sub. I and you don't want me to. Like, I don't even stuff. know all the rules. I don't. And that's the thing. I actually didn't because I know some softball leagues have different uh, regulations on how to pitch and uh, how like, high it can be or how yeah how low it can be. I don't know shit about that. I was just fucking there, chugging beers and <laughs> hitting balls. I didn't know what I was doing. Trying to hit balls. Trying to hit balls. I was all right. Just get on base. Yeah. Get some hits. That's all I'm good. I can I can hit some dingers, you know. I can you, some, you hit some can't ropes. Hit home runs. A dinger is a home run. Okay, maybe not. See, I don't know anything about so. No, I just I, I can, can hit some dingers just because it goes ding. <laughs> it went ding. Hey, I can I can hit the ball. I can make contact, and I'm a decent outfielder. <laughs> so I had to up this game. It was me and this guy named Danny who was really cool. When Danny and I were walking to the field, I knew it was going to be trouble because it was the only field in the park that had bleachers around it. And Danny was just like, I'm not doing home plate. That's you. And I was like, Damn, Danny. Okay. Damn, Daniel. So I didn't get a stopwatch. I didn't get shit. I didn't even get a face mask. I don't think. Like, I'm just like standing there. Why'd you need a face mask for slow pitch softball to ump? I don't know. You don't. In case something, I don't know, with the ball goes off it. It's not No. Hey, man, this is my moneymaker. If you went out there with that, no. No, I've never, you, you'll never see that in your life. A slow pitch. Rec league softball umpire wearing a face mask, you'll never see it, ever. I think pitchers. What, you want a chest I pad? Would, pad? I pitchers, I w- yeah, sure. Third baseman, yeah. Not Anyways. Umpire. Sorry. Was, no, you're good. Continue. I would have liked something. At least a stopwatch. They didn't give me shit. A stopwatch? Like, I just needed something to, like, count. I just needed a counter. Like, I, oh, there was okay. just too much. I was in charge of... Dude, Danny does... Well, Danny you just was, wanted something to look like, make you look like an umpire? So no, like, I actually needed assistance, at least counting the strike count, because I needed to keep track of the Starts endings. at one and one. Dude, sh- Sorry. shut the fuck... You make it sound like it's just A, B, C, Do, Re, Mi, one, two, three, done. No, it's not, like... <laughs> It, there's a lot, especially when it's a long game. You got to remember the innings. You got to remember the strike count, this fucking score. It's a lot. So I don't have shit. I'm just sitting there barehanded. Okay, I guess I can understand how you couldn't do it, but also you got to remember I can I'm do a that. Fucking sub. I can dude. do that while playing outfield. Like I don't even play baseball. I'm just there because I know a guy. And <laughs> literally, I'm literally a Joe. And. Um, these guys, this team was really good. They were all incredibly competitive. They were probably, it seemed like I was bumping the fucking championship because they were all so fucking serious about it. One dude was even wearing a USA jersey because he probably has a lot small of dudes penis. have some. <laughs> That's not fair. He looked like Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible with the big USA you, jersey. You tell me Mr. Incredible's got a small piece? No way, dude. <laughs> You gonna say that about Mr. Incredible? (laughs) Change of topic. Let's go into it. No. The uh, the guy acted like a little bitch just because he was like, sounds like a patriot. But he actually hit stingers. He didn't. No. No. Damn it. He got pissed at. I don't know. He just like. Anyway, people were fucking with me. They were trying. Both the catcher and the batter were both like telling me different counts, different like everything. And there was like, there was one time where someone was like, someone was in a pickle. 
and they're going back and forth to a pickle and i just kept saying foul but really quietly and then by the time the pickle was over i was like foul <laughs> <laughs> and they were like what the fuck i was a terrible ref i'm not even ju- i'm not saying i did a good job i was terrible no it doesn't they didn't sound like you give did a, a shit no, i did a t- i should not have been there and you should have told them that. Be like, sorry, man, I shouldn't even be here. I'm just nice. They didn't give a I'm fuck. I'm just a nice guy. They were cold psychopaths that just said, do your fucking job. Because and I was like, job. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. And they were just, just like, left. you should fucking do, you shut up and do your job. It's kind of what they were They doing. said that to you? That was their attitude. Because they knew I didn't know what I was doing. And did you know that you can throw did, them out? I did not know that. You should have been like, you're out of here, pal. I would have thrown the USA guy out. Yeah, you can quick. throw. I've seen, I've seen a guy. But he looked like okay. So I didn't do that. Multiple Even times. if I didn't know, I wouldn't have done that because I feel like they probably would have murdered me in the parking lot. Maybe because like good, that's the risk like you have to take when you Christians. put on the blue shirt. That's the risk you you have to be willing to take. Especially, God forbid, in a Christian softball league, they will murder you out in the back and call you a snake. He was a bad guy. They, so, I also had another a play where like um, the pitcher threw the ball and it slowly like it just nicked the batter's like toe, and the batter was just like, oh, I guess that's a walk. I guess I gotta go take my base. And I under my breath, and I even had my finger, and I almost waved him to his. I <laughs> under my breath, I almost said, "Take your base." And Danny was the only one that saw that, and I saw Danny just like grabbing his gut because <laughs> I I fucking almost told him to take a base on like a, a ball that just like rolled on his toe. <laughs> and then yeah, at you one can point, get hit. they don't really you don't really get a base. I would have been the joke, dude. At one point, they two it was already bad enough for both you. the teams got together in between an inning to discuss my future because they were already talking about at least jumping me in the parking lot. I know one of them thought about it. Most of them did not shake my hand afterwards <laughs> or look at me in the eyes. I think one person talked to me because they felt bad, and the only people that did talk that to me said? were the all their wives and the moms that were behind okay. me in the bleachers. It really sucked, but it's okay. They are like, it's okay. You're doing a good job. And I was like, man. I'm like, I don't. no, I'm not. I looked over at them, and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. They're like, neither do we. And since then, I have gone atheist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I you just, already were. I already was. But that's when I decided, Ugh. fuck Christian softball leagues. Holy shit. What, yeah, I've never done the a church league. I played with, I subbed on a Mormon team once. That was pretty they fun. They were probably fa- fabulous. They were all re- really nice people. Absolutely. Yeah. Christians. On Shout the- out Mormons. Look, I was baptized Catholic, okay? I want to say nice things about them, but they all looked at me like they wanted to bash my skull in with the bat that they were holding. Let's crucify him. <clears throat> yeah. They did not like me or sympathize with me at all. Anyways, that ever since that experience, hearing these stories about the NBA referees, finding players, and this one with Julius Randle, I kind of get why he got fined. It's like, dude, you got to cool your fucking emotions. That ref was in between them. You can't just be driving a shivering forearm into the guy's back. You know, he's probably like 50 years old. You're like 30. I don't think – I think uh, a lot of these referees are young and in good shape. 
Some I think of all of them are probably in better shape than us. Okay, maybe I'm... Uh, they probably all have a better I'll bring it back a little bit, but still. seeing Let's all these get a look at the referee anyways, because he looks pretty in shape. He looks a little bit older. Just saying, that guy looks in shape. Compared to you. Oh, I'm just joking. He's bald, you know. Well, that's... So what? Look at <laughs> that other black guy's bald. I'm just joking. Almost all the black guys are bald, and they're in tremendous shape. Okay, so maybe he's not older, but he is shorter. He's smaller than... <laughs> he's, of course he's shorter than six foot ten basketball players. <laughs> Who's that guy running? Uh, another oh, dude, they're BDSM. going down over there. Yeah, they are. Does that keep you up at night? No. Sometimes? Mm-mm. Well, I've only stayed here for one night, so... <laughs> He's like, no, the, the night terrors keep me up at night. So... <laughs> My ref- I, sleep. Sorry, go I ahead. sympathize for the coaches, or the referees. I really think that, um... Look, I wouldn't want a player fucking cussing me out or throwing a ball. Uh, the one where DeJounte Murray, I'm not sure if I would have... That was just kind of petty in my yeah. opinion. That was the one I was just I mean, like, that, that's the one who threw the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he knew what he was doing. I wouldn't have... I would have given him like a like a foul or a penalty. I wouldn't like have thrown him out. Or even like a him fine, up. dude. I wouldn't have been like, I don't know. It's just like, am I really going to let that bug me? It just hit my ankles. <laughs> um, in other news, earlier this week or last week, Devin Booker entered the health and safety protocols along with, you know. I, cr- heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Booker and Chris Paul are out currently. Chris Paul broke his thumb on February 16th and could possibly miss the rest of the regular season. Though the team is uh, supposedly hopeful he will return before the playoffs, but I feel like a lot of teams always say that. Yeah. And the Suns went on to win 120 to 90 against Portland Trailblazers. They did that without Booker and Chris Paul, so that's a good sign. But on the other hand, losing Devin Booker is not ideal. I think it's it's a good there's a good chance he will come back. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be that apparent. I mean it's it's not like he'll be gone for the rest of the year, I think. I don't know. A guy who dribbles like him kinda <clears throat> needs two good thumbs. Well, I mean, we talk I'm talking about is, Booker. I oh, think oh sorry. I would rather lose Paul than Booker. But oh, for sure. just entering the protocol. I don't think he'll be there that long. Booker is a three-time All-Star and the team's leading scorer, averaging 25.6 points per game, five rebounds, and 4.6 assists per game. Another injury news, Toronto Raptors forward OG Anunoby will be sidelined for two weeks to rest a fractured finger. He's all, He averages about 17.5 points per game. The Toronto Raptors, they're looking pretty solid. They should be into the playoffs. A lot of injuries at the end of the year. Yeah. And I don't know why I don't know how Chris Paul broke his thumb. Maybe you he got were, it <laughs> yeah. stuck in a butt or a bowling ball. That's what you said. You're like, I wonder if he. Uh, but then I. <laughs> yeah. But although you can do, I mean, he's an avid bowler. Uh, basketball, you can you can definitely break your thumb. Oh, basketball. for sure, hit it on the rim. Not and, not people like us don't usually break our thumbs playing basketball. No. Well, maybe, maybe we would. I Jammed it with a ball. Frail. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Taking a ball, like, how does that, like, jamming your finger? Like, oh, yeah. Like, taking it off. Ah, that hurts so bad. I know. 
Definitely. Or like when I would play baseball practice, sometimes I'd play catcher and you like catch it on your thumb weird. Oh, I hate ah, that. It hurts. You know that where it hits And you're like, oh, I have to do this for a whole other hour. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, I remember um, I played. I only played freshman baseball, but people were talking about this kid. I remember you doing conditioning with us. There's this. Uh, I don't want to. Should I say his name on the podcast? Do you think he'll care? Who is it? <laughs> I think his name is Jeremy Glover. <laughs> people were people were talking. I had all my friends because I I went out for freshman baseball my sophomore year, and the JV coach absolutely hated my fucking guts like he just despised me and he put mm-hmm. me on the freshman team which i probably deserved it i wasn't very good uh, hence my softball story so i was on the uh, freshman team and all my friends were on jv and they were talking about how they fucking hated warming up with this one guy jeremy because in the warm-ups he would just always be throwing it as hard as he could yeah. at your ankles like <laughs> Can you imagine just warming up and just I only dinging? played senior year, so I didn't play with him. I think he was a great ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I just. I actually, I enjoyed playing that year. To be honest, I like the coach and the freshman team. I like playing baseball, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. Hitting the ball on your thumb. Uh. What is it? Uh, Jason. Tatum put up 54 points against the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of high scoring. Well, a lot of players put up some high high points. Didn't you say that LeBron dropped he a put 50 up burger? 50, 56, I don't know who they were playing. Damn. It was fueled by desperation. Yeah. <laughs> the comeback win against the Warriors. Ooh, that's a good battle. LeBron Jones. Ooh. Chris Middleton put up 44 points against the Suns. Man, people are going off right now. It's that time of year. People are really showing out. That's awesome. That's all we got for uh, basketball news. Anything else you want to say before we move on? Um, no, Pistons still suck. But the Pistons, indeed, still, still suck. suck. They're so. terrible. I think uh, a new image, like the... New Jersey's coming back will help Does, them. I mean, they'll, I think. they'll lose in style. At they least they'll look better when they lose. Look good, feel good. That's what I say. That's not what you say. That's what Deion Sanders says. I agree. I don't think he's the first one to say that. Well, I remember him saying, wait, you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. You play good, they pay good. They pay good. You live good. All about looking good. I also, my grandpa kind of taught me that too. He was like, he always wore like suits at random times. My grandpa taught me how to throw a ninja star. A shuriken? No, he didn't. He didn't teach me anything actually. Do you want to talk about that? No, not really. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing there. There's nothing to talk about. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to come back to that, let me know. Mm. Barely, barely knew him. It's. It's just a joke. That's all my family's good at is throwing ninja stars. Just looking good. We don't really have anything. Mm. We just dress nice. We're not. We don't make money. We're not. We make you think we're doing well. Yeah, you guys lived in that nice neighborhood right by Union. Yeah, struggled. 
struggled. We struggled, but we looked like we lived a good. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the NHL. Very interesting storylines popping up, of course, due to the conflict in Ukraine. However the fuck you want to call it. I don't care. Don't be like, it's not a conflict. It's a, it's a I don't, war. What, you know what I'm talking conflict, about. Conflict, rescue mission. What's the difference? interesting headline that I thought was worth breaking down an NHL player agent named Dan Milstein who was born in Kiev Ukraine immigrated to the United States in 1991 at the age of 16 as a political refugee he is now a US citizen and he represents more than 75% of the NHL's Russian and Belarusian born players including Tampa Bay Lightning stars Nikita Kucherov and Andre Veselovsky and New York Islanders goalie Ilya Sorokin which that's a hell of a lineup so, too yeah like that guy's a he picked the right demographic of like you know Russian and Belarusian those are the players you want to recruit as an agent I mean so this guy is coming out and saying that his players are dealing with threats and discrimination after the invasion of Ukraine and it's I just want to say right now, it's terrible. I really, I feel bad for them. Yeah. And Milosheen goes on to say that he also represents Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov, one of the few NHL players to speak out publicly against Russia's ongoing invasions of Ukraine. The 26-year-old who was born in Moscow posted a no-war message to Instagram on Friday, and Zadorov is already experiencing repercussions from speaking out, including a flurry of derogatory messages to his account. From who? I'm guessing from other people in Russia. I don't know. Maybe they didn't really specify who was saying that. Milosheen had this to say, and I quote, While some of my clients can speak freely in the safety of being in North America, their family could be scrutinized back home and anything could happen, Milosheen said. I'm a proud American, so I ask, let's come together united. My own childhood home is being bombed as I speak to my friends. I haven't slept in six days because this is such a difficult time, but people are picking on the wrong crowd. I can speak on behalf of my clients. They want world peace like everybody else. They're not being treated like that. Now, this was this is where it gets really disturbing. One of Milstein's clients in the Canadian Hockey League, the CHO, who is Belarusian, he was booed by his own team in the locker room last week. By his own team? His own team. Which I, like, how'd that happen? Like, when he walked in, did they just go, boo? <laughs> Fucking loser! Nice to see you get too. Like, how do you, did, did they, how long, did, when does that stop? Like, when practice starts? When they run out of breath. They go, boo. How could you do that? I don't understand. Like, are they not connected to this guy at all? Like, how could you just turn on your brother? You would like think that? they would be. If I know anything about hockey, I know that they're, it's like a brotherhood. Like most, most parts. sports, probably. Fucking Duncan Keith just got the royal treatment coming back to the Edmonton Oilers. I can imagine, like, I know that hockey t- hockey players are incredibly loyal. They can be loyal to their teammates and their team. So that just really, that was just shocking, to say the least. And he also apparently brought this up to 
the general manager, and then it happened again 48 hours later. So it didn't, nothing changed. And yeah. Milsheen had this to say, people need to be aware that this is going on. This is racism, and it needs to stop. And you know what? I agree. I think the last people you should be taking it out on are the Russian athletes here just doing their doing their thing. Like, Nikita Kudrov has nothing to do with what's going on in Ukraine. Okay. You don't need to send him death threats to feel good about yourself. That will do nothing. Yeah, it's not helping. So it's terrible. I know that's a little dark. Um, I'm sorry. But I felt like that was worth breaking down, and it needs to be heard. So uh, good on Dale Milsheen. I hope I'm glad he's speaking out. That's all we got for the NHL. The playoffs are coming up soon. I'm super excited about that. I hope the Lightning don't win because I have a feeling they're going to be really strong because right now they got Kucherov on them. Like IR. They're always really strong. And then he's going to come back in the postseason and they're probably going to fucking win. But right now the Panthers are killing it, dude. They are looking like the team to beat. I... I, I just I remember growing up as a kid with the Panthers just being a fucking laughing stock, kind of like the Pistons, and now they're now they're unstoppable. So both Florida teams coming out strong, and the Montreal Canadiens, the best team in hockey, still just fucking tanking it. That's it for the NHL. Up next, we're gonna talk about the UFC. <laughs> UFC, I like the it. UFC. It's so it's pumped. Do a good job of pumping yourself up. All right, do you want to take this one away? Uh, did you watch the fight? I just the highlights. Just the highlights. I didn't watch. I was too busy moving last night. I watched it. Well, I had it on my phone at the bar. You did? Yeah. Can you tell me? Can you can you elaborate on that? Oh well. Actually, no, I didn't watch it. I watched that fight back at my buddy's house, but I watched the a lot of the card at the oh, bar. Okay. But so it was pretty much Covington controlling the whole fight. Um, Masvidal did pop him one good time and kind of yeah. dropped him to one knee. But after that, Covington, who was he was already way ahead on the scorecards, so he wasn't he didn't give him any opportunity to to really stand up with him. But it's kind of like any wrestler worth their salt will get a decision win against Masvidal. So he really was. I mean, you could say Covington was even probably winning a lot of the exchanges on, on the feet, too. So it was pretty much one-sided the whole... It's shit on! <laughs> for like the... Yeah, all the way through all five rounds. That's what I saw And as well. Masvidal just looked so gassed the whole time. I was actually, you know, say what you want about uh, Covington. He's not really my... He's kind of a prick. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to discern what's uh, a fake persona and what's genuine. And I know some fighters, they have to, if, you know, if they want to sell tickets, you got to you gotta talk some shit. You got to rile people up and make get people hyped up. They used to be friends. So go well, I mean, and- the tickets are always going to sell. You want to sell the pay-per-views. Which you're never going to sell them to me as long as I got the connections I got. Unless the, you're Floyd Mayweather, because you do like to buy them for Yeah, I'll, I'll support him. Yeah. 
Do you want to move this up? Is that what you want to do? I can do it. So I only mention that because Colby's, um, he's very, uh, what's the, he, he's, a very, he's a proud boy. He is. They, I've seen an interview with him. He had Donald Trump framed in the background. I yeah. thought that was hilarious. It's kind of retarded, but. I mean, just say what you, I just think it's hilarious if, in, in, to anyone who has a, polit, a politician's <laughs> face in their house. Like, it's just, it's just silly to me, but. No, um, Colby can be very abrasive to people. He's very polarizing with his antics and how, uh, in his, po- he gets very political. Obviously, he's a, He's a super patriot, which there's nothing wrong with that, but he does take it really far. And Whoa. Says uh, you want to – did you want to watch the press conference, the after press conference? I did. I was going to bring it up in a second. So from what I saw, I I was actually – so that aside, super – I was impressed with Colby Covington's performance because Jorge Masvidal is a solid fighter, and he will – Fuck you up if you are not on your if yeah. you're not on your p's and q's. He can't wrestle though. No, he's Definitely just. I can't think Jorge's just a solid scrapping striker. He's just a striker. He could probably. I mean, I don't know how good his ground game is. Obviously, not that good. Colby, Colby. I mean, the guy is a fucking phenomenal wrestler. Pretty and I like you said. He was actually. He was roughing Jorge up on the feet too. He was I mean, close. Yeah, it But he what he would do is he would take him down, more get matched. behind him, and then he would I saw him behind Jorge trying to get a bare uh just say a, bare naked choke. Yeah, he was trying to get a bare naked choke. Rear naked cho- choke. Rear naked yeah, choke. I could tell you wanted to say bare naked bare choke. Bare naked ladies. <laughs> the bare naked ladies choke. <laughs> Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> he tried to get in a rear naked choke and but he couldn't get it, so he was just sitting behind him just pouting on his face and like he really utilized his wrestling background to just uh, take him apart I mean he would take him down get behind him <laughs> he really controlled that match and I was a little surprised I thought Jorge was going to catch him a little bit but he didn't and Jorge looked pretty messed up and my favorite part was at the end of the match uh, Colby won by decision by the way he it was yeah, five it was pretty rounds unanimous. he won pretty indisputable they didn't shake hands after no right at the very end my favorite part was jorge just mouthing to him <laughs> they just fuck you i said like, vacuum he's like he wanted to go at, that's i'll respect jorge dude the guy is a fucking jorge you lost he's a ruthless fighter to the very end even if he lost but don't be he still wants to fight a bad sport don't be a bad sport just lose. He, even when he loses He's still talking shit, and he still thinks he wants to fight him. He wants to fuck him up, even though he looks pretty rough. He looked pretty, like so. Let's let's listen to Jorge's press conference. What's up with all the gay stuff for catching? Well, that's a wrestling terminology. Took my back and rode me pretty good. Well, that's, when you're talking about grappling, the art of grappling, whether that's like jujitsu or wrestling. No, 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 no. I understand, but 
He took my back and rode me pretty good. Because he's referring to. I under I get what I'm grappling. saying, but I can't believe that they say it like that all the time. Like, don't because they? Because not everything about riding is associated with sex. It is when you say he took my back and he rode me pretty good. Well, when you're trying to submit someone or kill each other, you usually like to take the back. Or when you're trying them. to make sweet, sweet. Well, they go hand in hand, don't they, Mark? Yeah. It's almost like they're, the words are interchangeable. You know what? God forbid for me to try to make a fucking joke about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He wrote me pretty good. I just think it's funny. You laughed when those he was saying those guys were banging each other. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you can't laugh when because it's about wrestling. You can't laugh when I, he says when another man said when a man says another man took his back and rode me pretty hard. You can't laugh at that because it's about wrestling. And you think like <laughs> I don't know. Dude. Let's get back to the. Just keep it on the feet, but I was just flat on the wrestling, brother. I know you said obviously nothing personal, but I mean, and you've been in big fights. He should have trained for that. If I'm his trainer, why don't they know that this is, sorry, why don't they, like, he, I mean, these fighters have months to prepare for this. They go into training camp. It's kind of uh, baffling to me that they don't break down their, at least a fucking strategy. Yeah. First thing in your strategy should be, what are my weaknesses? Obviously going, like, so... Kobe Covington, before we go further with this, he's 17 and 3 right now. Okay, so say what you want about him. The guy is a threat. He's good. He has a strong grappling background. Uh, Jorge is 35 and 16 now. You think, after all those, like, those losses, you think they would study, like, what can they do to get better? His grappling is obviously really poor. I'm surprised he didn't work on that. And he's even saying right now that's why he lost. Yeah. But I mean, and you've been in big fights, but the feeling going out tonight, was it any different? Was there any, you know, type of different emotion than normal? To lose to a bitch like that, I mean, oh. uh, all he does is talk about people's kids, religion, nations. Obviously, nobody wants to lose to a coward like that. So, uh, you know, I felt like uh, like I lost a wrestling and changes the fight, fight. Um, he's not kidding, though. Oh, um, my God. He did say, uh, I can't remember what fighter it was. Colby said that someone's child is actually his. That's funny though. That makes Implying me lying that he fucked their wife. So he does go though he goes there. He will talk about your family. He will attack your most sensitive the most sensitive parts of your life. You know, whatever, you know, I, I know I did damage. I think I dropped him twice. So um it just sucks, man. Fucking flat on the wrestling and, and he jumped on and he was able to take me down. There was like one or two times that I felt him getting real tired on the takedowns and all of a sudden he, he got that takedown as I was like stuffing the second and third attempt then on the fourth one he got me down and uh, he's got good control once he's on top oh, so you knew the guy very well did anything in there surprise you or was it pretty much just exactly what you expected more or less what I expected you know um, I know that he wouldn't want to stand in there toe to toe because even if he'd land one shot or two or three when I'd land one back it'd make a big difference you know I felt I'd hurt him more significantly with my shots but Whatever, man. It still came up short. Yeah. Is it a fight that you try to get again at some point, or is it you know all that encompasses it better to just move past all this? Definitely. If I, I get on a winning track, improve myself again, and I get that that fight, the fight I'd love to take. I just I feel like I keep improving those positions where I did fuck up tonight. Just make it a little bit more taxing on him. So when we get to the feet, I'm fresher. He's a little bit worn worn out, and I can get some big shots in his face and finish him next time. 
so he's got a point. Um, <clears throat> Colby does. I don't. I don't know if I'd say he like really relies on his wrestling, but if he did, but it's just another tool in his belt. I mean, if if Jorge is saying like you know if he would have stood toe to toe with me by boxing, I would have had a better chance. I probably would have knocked him out. But that's why Colby's seventeen and three. Man, he has a. He's a lot of things that he could do differently. He can take you down. He can go toe-to-toe with you for a little bit. I think Jorge will be back. I think he's going to be around for a little bit. He's a strong fighter. He had, a, I mean, he lost by a decision. It's not like he was knocked out or anything. He he held his own for a little bit. Do you want to listen to... um? Let's listen to uh, Colby's. Okay. In the meantime... Uh, I have I a little something from it. Yeah, go for it. After training with both Dustin and Jorge, do you feel that Dustin will be a tougher opponent than Jorge was tonight? I mean, you, you saw George, you know, he just come out and took that losing paycheck. There's a reason he signed that contract before he fought me tonight. He knew he couldn't beat me. You know, he knew if he put up his best performance like he did tonight, that was my worst performance, and it was still an easy night of work for me. So yeah, I beat them both up in the same night. I used to do it every Tuesday and Thursday at American Trash Team. Damn, so bring dude. him out. You know, he's talking all that reckless thing to the wa- to the media. So I talk the talk. I walk the walk. I'm a man of my word. Promises made, promises kept. I think what's next is Dustin, man. He said he's on site. You know, he said, oh, we're going to jail, this and that. So... Let's fight, man. He's, he said it's bulking season. He's, he wants to come up and fight Nate at 170. He don't have a fight. Nate's fighting Connor, so there's no other fights for Dustin. He's to come take this losing paycheck, just like his boy George just did. Colby goes for it. Go ahead. I don't know what that one is. A what? This one. That is correct. Yeah, I knew what that one was. Colby. It's big words. Insults Those are big words. you in every aspect he can. Losing paycheck. He calls. Jorge George on purpose to the piss him off. That guy? He also, <laughs> he also. I think it was Dustin Poirier who he said, like he fucked his wife and his child is actually his. And I would like to see Dustin and Kobe fight. I think that'd be a good one. Um, and Kobe would maybe say good that enough for you to watch it this time. Yeah, well, I'm not with your I friend. Damn, bro. I was moving yesterday. At 11 o'clock. Yeah, I was I, late. I, I was actually didn't late, get yeah. done until 11. I had to grab my cat. I was uh, pretty drunk anyways, watching it. So it fun. Colby, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, so he, I, I think him and Dustin will be fighting. Um, of course, he's going to say that this was his worst fight. I feel like people do that all the fucking time. Every time they win, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that was actually my worst fight. I didn't even do that good, and I still beat the shit out of you. That's such a, that's like, I feel like that's such a middle school thing to do. But he does it, and he still wins. So, again, not my favorite person, but the guy is winning. I, But you know what? He still can't beat Kamara Usman. Usman fucked him up. It's true. Painted the fucking cage with his blood. That is correct. So he can oh talk all he wants. That. He still got knocked the fuck out by Kamara Usman. So, yeah. You're right. That makes me happy. Anyways, moving on to the NFL. Anything right. you want to say? No. Um, you take your, you like, well, I don't really think that 
Uh, sorry, I forgot his name for a second. Covington doesn't really have an immediate path to fight Usman, so he's got to go. He's got to work his way up to at least one more. I think probably he, Poirier. I think if he beats Poirier, he could probably get another shot because I don't know who else is going to. Uh, Usman's got the belt. I don't know who else is even close to challenging him again. And he already, like I said, he beat Covington. So, yeah, right now he's like the only one that could really stand up to him. Moving on to the NFL. We have, we're just going to run through some highlights or some headlines. And we're not going to break down everything, but a couple, it's the off season. And no, we're not going to drone on about the draft. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals extended their contracts with GM Steve Keim and head coach Cliff Kingsbury through the 2027 season, which I suppose if you're a Cardinals fan, you're probably okay with this. Coach Cliff Kingsbury, he's done, I think, just good enough. It's not something like you're really that excited about it. You're not like jumping up and down. Yeah, we got him. Uh, I think uh, I think the lights only getting hotter. Like I think it's the pressure is only getting like more intense. Now that he's got a new contract, he's just gonna be under more pressure to consistently make the playoffs. I think they're signing Kyler Murray again. I don't know. There's some shit going on in the off season with him. He needs to develop more as a quarterback. But they're not out of the woods yet. They have a lot of work to do. Also, another news: Las Vegas Raiders coach Josh McDaniels says contract talks with QB Derek Carr that yet to begin, but could start. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't really know a whole much a lot. I know a whole lot about Josh McDaniels, um, Patriots offensive coordinator, Super Bowl champion. Almost left, went to the Colts, then he bailed and went back to the Patriots before the season began. And now he's joining the Raiders. He's an offensive-minded coach. Now what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think Las Vegas had a pretty good season, and it sounds like he was a pretty big part of that coach Josh McDaniels was. I want to be excited about Josh. And I want to be excited, like, yeah, we got. They have a good offensive-minded coach that can really reach, help Derek Carr reach his full potential. But, but, I'm a Lions fan, and we got the other half of that Patriots. Yeah, the crew. shitty. We got the shit we end of that got half. Matt, fucking Patricia. Fat Patricia. Oh my god. So hopefully. That was a bit much. No, it's not. That was not, I could have done it longer. I thought Matt Patricia had, so in case you didn't fucking know, Matt Patricia had the worst defensive, the worst defense in Lions history. They actually gave up more points than the 0-16 Lions, regarded as the worst fucking Lions team ever. Worst coaching era ever. Hopefully, Josh McDaniels is not that bad. And I really, this is the only spot I think Derek Carr could really thrive. I don't really know where he could go other than the Raiders and, like, actually do better. So I hope he signs and I hope they fucking have the Raiders continue to do well. He needs to focus on getting his new staff assembled. They also got to get, they, hopefully, Josh can really 
get these players together, man, because they lost. I mean, Jesus Christ, they got the Henry Ruggs incident. Like all these, uh, they're just getting into trouble a lot. He says, I've met and spoken with Derek Carr a number of times now, just trying to begin our relationship. I think it's really an important one. The head coach, the play caller, the quarterback, getting to know one another as people. Yeah, that's, that's obviously that goes without saying, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, sorry, that was a bit rude. I'm just saying that I'm actually, that was more directed towards Josh. It's like, well, no shit. But Derek Carr seems like he's a good guy. He's a good role model. He's a father. The guy's never in the headlines. He's never doing anything controversial. He had a great year last year, in my opinion. Even though I was talking shit about him for a little bit. The rest of the quote. The football part of that will come later, which I think is also an important part of the puzzle. Just, <laughs> just, just an important part of the puzzle. That is correct. No shit, dude. Football is a pretty, it's a pretty key Josh part. Josh McDaniels. With the wisdom. The wisdom of a peanut. Football's a little important. Uh, anyways, Pete Carroll says the Seattle Seahawks have no intention on trading their quarterback, Russell Wilson, which all I'm going to say about that is if you have to say you're not going to trade him, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You shouldn't have to say that. Obviously, Russell wants to go, and he probably wants to be traded. So... And we'll have to follow that closely. I feel like Russell's days in Seattle are numbered, especially if he wants out. I definitely think he does. Their offensive line sucks. He's probably thinking about his overall longevity for his career. He probably doesn't want to get injured like Joe Burrow did in the Super Bowl, like barely limping it off the field. So we keep that in mind coming into the offseason Green Bay Packers GM Brian Gutekunst Gutekunst says he's not getting trade offers from other GMs on Aaron Rodgers any thoughts on that Mark sounds kind of like he's kind of a diva I saw uh, someone say Aaron Rodgers reminds me of the pretty girl that needs to be told she's pretty every single day yeah I think that's probably why teams don't want him as good as he is and he was the MVP this year back to back MVP and I don't, I'm pretty sure I, if I'm correct I don't even think he threw an interception so he's good that's, really good. that's fact checkable okay let me check it out cause that's that'd be a pretty well, yeah that'd be a pretty in, incredible stat almost Keep unbelievable talking. how many games did he play well he how many games did he miss for, for injury uh, but for yeah, for you to say that without checking. He had no 13 games of multiple touchdown passes and no interceptions in 2021. Really? Yes. Just pull up his stats from 2021, see if there's any interceptions on Wait. there. I meant just to look up his. I'll do it. Oh wait! Supposedly he had four. Why? why yeah. Why do you? Because I'm well. A couple. There's multiple different sources. Okay. No. You, all you needed to do is just to go do to his stats. I did. No, you didn't. That was a whole. No, now you did. Now. No, you're I. This one also said zero interceptions. 
on the PackersWire.USA. It said, of course the Packers. You can't trust the Packers' websites. Jesus Christ. They, yes, they say it right here, dude. They say zero interceptions. Right here. Not there. Zero interceptions. If you're one in game 10. Yes, yeah, so we have four. So five. four interceptions. That's actually still Two in game one. spectacular. It is very spectacular. But it's far from zero. In fact, it's 400% more than zero. That's four is... That's amazing, though. Zero Anyways, is amazing. I don't, four is great. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm kind of so-so about it. I'm I surprised really you're care. not, honestly. Why? I don't seem... I mean, you're loyal to Michigan sports, but, like... I don't know. Just the whole Notre Dame thing makes me think you would what? not be incredibly loyal to other teams. I'm a huge Lions fan. Good. I have a Lions cup. I know you are. I have a Lions jersey. I have a Lions cup. I drink out of Do it you drink when they have games. It? Yes. You drink out of it on game day? Yes. Absolutely, dude. That's got pretty committed. That's pretty committed. <laughs> pretty committed. <laughs> Sometimes I fantasize about putting bleach in it because I'm a Lions fan. No, uh, I'm a massive Lions fan. I've been one since I was a kid. If you know someone who is struggling with suicidal thoughts, <laughs> please call the suicide hotline. I would never become a Packers fan. And But the thing is, I don't hate them. They're kind of like my neighbor that I used to be jealous of, but now I've just gotten used to. I don't, I don't hate the Packers. Are I you, just don't want to see them win. Why are you jealous of your neighbor? No, I'm, well, I'm... I'm in this hypothetical scenario. I'm jealous. I was jealous oh. of the Packers just because they're really successful. Grass isn't always greener. No, but <laughs> so they say anyway. Hey, you know what? At least it's uh, at least it's nice to go into the games. Yeah, it's not fucking negative twenty degrees. Anyways, other news: the Las Vegas Raiders match Carl Nassib's hundred thousand dollar donation to the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project being a uh, suicide prevention for LGBTQ teens, which I was, when we first discussed this, I was like, that's really cool. You know, the Raiders, they're donating 100K. That they, that must seem genuine. And then you're like, that ain't shit. That's fucking nothing. You think they should do a million to really make a statement? I mean, I don't, I don't think they should do anything, but if I would have done it, I would have done at least a million. I know, 100K is like a, I feel like that's like a 10 buck donation. That's like a small Less. tip. That's like a small little, that's, that's like nothing. That's a lot for Nassib, I think. For Carl Nassib to do that, but they're like, we're going to match it. Bitch, just put who's, in a who's million. Who's Carl Nassib? He's one of their defensive ends. Oh, okay. He also yeah, that's came more out, he came out as a, a, he came out of the closet last year. Yeah. Probably must be a pretty big closet. <laughs> um, moving on to the next topic. Do you want to take this one? Louisiana Supreme Court to hear arguments and killing of ex-NFL running back Joe McKnight. Louisiana Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments on whether the man who killed a former NFL player in a road rage incident in 2016 can be tried again for murder after his conviction on a lesser charge was overturned. So I guess that means he's not in jail anymore. His conviction is overturned. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe so. 
Authorities in the New Orleans suburb of Jefferson Parish originally charged Ronald Gasser with second-degree murder in the shooting of Joe McKnight, a high school football hero at Louisiana's John Curtis Christian School. McKnight went on to play three seasons for the New York Jets and one with the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a little... Um, it's interesting and also kind of... Uh, I find it a little fishy. Like it says here, instead of murder, the jury convicted Gasser of manslaughter, but that verdict was later overturned because it came from a non unanimous jury which so the story is yeah he um he claims that mcknight was driving recklessly and then he he followed him and claimed that he was in self-defense and he Pulled out a gun and shot Joe McKnight. It's tough to claim self-defense when you follow somebody. I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's weird that he got into a, a road rage incident, even though, like... <sighs> Hold on, let me look at something real quick. Let me Google this guy. Okay, so it says, Witnesses at the 2018 trial said McKnight had been weaving in and out of traffic at high speed before the shooting, but prosecutors argued that Gasser escalated the conflict. What a surprise following McKnight down an exit that he would not ordinarily have taken. Gasser's defense team insisted he fired at McKnight in self-defense. You can say that for literally anything. Like, I could just murder you right now and just say that. Shocker was, here. That was self-defense. Shocker. Ronald Gasser is a white male. Of course. And you know what? I... Which I'm glad you found this because I had no idea about it. I've never even heard of this story. And I, of course we didn't. Especially in Louisiana, man. They're so fucking corrupt down there. They have one of the worst fucking prisons where it's a bunch of prison guards on horses and a bunch of black convicts in the fields. It's really disgusting. Um, they live in the prison. The prison guards do. In Joe McKnight killing appeals court bans murder charge against Ronald Gasser. I don't know, man. Like, he should not have gotten involved. I'm not justifying Joe McKnight's uh, reckless driving. Oh, jeez, dude. That guy looks like a bad man. He's got killer eyes, man. He looks He's like a grin. He looks like a scary Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen, the pedophile. He's just got catcher. that natural aggressor look to him. Like he doesn't look like he has a soul. God, he looks mean. He just he looks, looks like, like he beats honestly, puppies. He looks like he just killed someone. Looks like he beats puppies. He looks like he could drive over a pack of puppies and just be like, just mm. not feel anything. Like shouldn't have been there. Self defense. Not my fault. That's self defense. Self defense. Yeah, fuck him, dude. I feel like he totally followed Joe McKnight and killed him and got away with it. I just think it's fucked up. He should have gotten something. He, you can't just follow someone and claim self-defense. You obviously confronted him and therefore escalated it. And it, no one knows the situation. We don't know. Maybe you escalated it. I don't know. It's it's sad, and I hope he gets... I he hope is Joe still Mc in custody. Okay, okay. Until his new trial. That is unfortunate. Which will not be for murder. Damn. Well, hopefully some justice is served. I fucking doubt it in Louisiana. Knowing their corrupt justice system. 
Son of a bitch. They get everything right down there. Son of a bitch. Didn't the movie A Time to Kill take place in Louisiana? I don't know. I never heard With of Matthew McConaughey and the great Samuel L. Jackson. That's that line where he's like, yeah, I'm glad they're dead, and I hope they burn in hell. That's that line. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I've never. I didn't even know they were in a movie together. Uh, moving on to FIFA. I did not look up what you wanted me to look up, but Abramovich is set to sell his football team, Chelsea FC, which became he became under fire because he is a Russian oligarch who is um, known to be very close to Putin. And he's sanctioned from the UK right now. Chelsea FC being uh, in the Premier League based in the UK. And not only are they a very popular team, they are one of the best. They are right now one of the best teams to beat in the world. Not even just in the UK, the world. They're the best, arguably. And now the owner is selling the team. And we looked it up. Wow. They were worth. He's selling it for roughly. Th- hang on. So he's made. Uh, yeah. No, we looked this up before. Hang on. We did, and it turns. It looked like he was making about. Because what are they worth right now? Three point two billion. No, it's worth more than that. Um, three point three point eight billion. Chelsea's worth around three point two billion. Oh, it was more. Than, it was exactly what I said. Yeah. Crazy. Versus what he bought them for, which was I remember one hundred and fifty some million dollars. He so Abramovich bought Chelsea in two thousand three for roughly like one hundred and fifty million dollars, which that is insane. talk about profit. I mean, the guy. I really, whether I mean politics aside, I think you have to at least like acknowledge how good of an owner he was and I like to think that he was probably really passionate about the sport unless he was pulling some shady shit and just making things happen I don't know either way they're worth they're worth three billion dollars but I feel like every successful team is worth probably up to 500% more than they were worth in 2003 that's a good point because like he's not obviously not the only one who would well also like what was really good right now would you say Arsenal is like up there with Chelsea in terms of yeah, uh, probably. profit and stuff? Yeah. See what they were worth in no, 2003. That, no. I'm going to just, we can, but like I will give you that, that most Premier League teams are very profitable and they've gotten profitable since 2003. I mean, obviously a lot has changed. The economy's changed. Uh, Manchester United is supposedly the richest team in the UK. But what I'm trying to acknowledge is um, Abramovich had made them successful. They're very successful now, and they're very dominant. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who buys it and how they carry on. Will they continue to be dominant? Or wow, will Chelsea's they... worth twice as much as Arsenal is right now. Yeah, they're, they're a huge team. They're fucking But in powerful. 2003, Arsenal was worth $562 million. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think Chelsea FC was that good in 2003. See, I can do research too. I can do research too. 
that's it. You're I like how you put it. Cut off. I like how you put it. You're you put your mic close to the keyboard so they can hear you clicking. So you <laughs> you sound like you're actually fucking doing something. I like how I like it. So in uh, they were okay in 2003, I believe. Our, um, they were fourth place. They've actually see they have a pretty solid history. They've been decent all throughout, but they are on top of the world now. And they're also being led by Christian Palsic, who is an American, which is why I'm also trying to get into it because America is just now breaking out of the scene. Christian Palsic's like the first American to win the Premier League title, and he is one of the top three uh, players for Chelsea. He's one of the best players on their team. And he's American. Go USA. They don't. Oh, and there's also an American coach who just got signed for Leeds United. That's also a Premier League team, which is rare. I'm like to us, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, whatever American player, American coach. No, that's like rare in Premier League. Like the British, they're like, what, what? You're signing a you American player? What are you? What are you? you what are you thick? Usually, if you did that, you lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. Like it's not. It's not. Usually it didn't go well, but that's all we got for the Premier League. Uh, in other news, Maximo Carrizo. Is this Carrizo, F1 news? No, Maximo Carrizo oh. became the youngest player to sign with oh, an yeah. MLS team. Carrizo penned a homegrown contract through the twenty through twenty twenty seven. I believe, like, what does a homegrown contract mean? I want to say he's in their um, academy. He must be from New York, I believe. And come 2027, he will play for them uh, with an option for 2028. He is he signed on his 14th birthday. He's 14 years old. He is the youngest player to sign an MLS contract. The others being Axel Ki. I don't know how to say his name. Axel Ki from Real Salt Lake, who's 14 year olds in 15 days. Freddie Adu from DC United. Emmanuel Ochua. San Jose Earthquakes and Christian McFarlane, McFarlane, another NYC FC guy. These guys are all fourteen years old. It's insane. Uh, the amount and salary is uh, disclosed, so undisclosed. More money than I'm sure it's more money than I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, who knows. That's all we got for soccer. Moving on to IndyCar. That happened uh, last weekend in St. Petersburg, Florida. The St. Petersburg GP. The Kiwi, Scott McLaughlin, got his first career win in Indy. He took first. Alex Pelot, the last year's IndyCar champion, took second. And Will Power took third. Colton, <laughs> Colton Herta took fourth. And... Roman Grosjean took fifth. Will Powers of Resista. It is an interesting an name. Interesting you knew name. what they were doing. So, you know the coffee mugs that I have with that, the Haas F1? Mm-hmm. I got those coffee mugs because I was a fan of Haas when they had Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen on their team. And Haas sucked ass because their car was terrible. But th- this is so like bittersweet for me to see this because Roman Grosjean took fifth. And they have a ton of cars. They have like. I want to say like 30 cars. cars. He took fifth. He's in the Andretti car now. He's doing great. And seeing him 
taking top five, it's fucking awesome. And it just shows you what a good car can do. Colton Herta is like, he's a young American. He took fourth. He was taking second. He was in second place most of the race. It was really him, Polo, and McLaughlin just battling it out. Where's McLaughlin from? McLaughlin's from New Zealand. Is it appropriate to call him a Kiwi? That's what they're called. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes, that's not a derogatory term. Okay. That's a fruit from New Zealand. Just trying to stay on top of this. Kiwi. That's you can't be. Because I think kiwis are delicious. But you can't say you can't be mean. You're acting like a real fucking kiwi right now. Hey, you don't say that. He's a little fucking kiwi. I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. (laughs) Oh shit! Sorry. (laughs) No, he's from New Zealand. Y'all don't say that. Um. And a couple of things that stood out to me, I was surprised to see Patty Award take 12th. He drives a, a aero car. I was expecting him to make a better push. Callum Eilat is from the F. He's from the F2 series. He took third, I believe. He was also in the Ferrari Academy. Tried to get into F1, couldn't. Moved into IndyCar. He took 19th above Alexander Rossi. Doesn't Alexander Rossi having- race motorcycles too? Uh no, you might be confusing him with someone else though. Rossi's Valentino a, Rossi. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Alexander Rossi, he won the. Indy, he's got a. I brought him up because he's got a decorated career. He won the Indy Five Hundred. Uh, but him and Jimmy Johnson, who was a NASCAR champion, they're just they're kind of, they're they're racing poorly. They're in Rossi was twentieth. Jimmy Johnson was twenty third. Uh, at the see Callum Isla, a rookie, place above them, uh, I think that just says everything you need to know. But I want to see Patty Award get better. I'm very excited to see Roman Grosjean take fifth. That's very – it warms my heart to see that because he's older. People thought he was – the reason why I mentioned is because people thought Roman was done. If you saw the documentary in Drive to Survive, he's the one that fucking crashed his Haas F1 car into the barrier and it blew up. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No. It blew up. He was he was literally in Did everybody flames. think he was dead? Yes. I'll have to watch that episode. He had third degree burns on his hands and he climbed out of a fire. Well, I what I, Dude, it was bad. Uh it looked like he died. And I watched it live. I was kind of freaking out because I'm literally watching this race with my Haas F1 mug and I see one of the Haas cars explode. He's like, "I'm on fire." Yeah. So here Roman is just fucking. He had his first pole position, I think, last year. He qualified really well. Now he's in his fast car. Love to see it. Moving on to F one. The Russian GP contract was officially terminated. There will indefinitely be. There is no longer a race in Russia for good. For forever. Forever until you know, shit changes around there that being said um the russian gp people it's not like i said it wasn't a um prestigious race by any means but last year was really interesting because lando norris who is beloved by fans in f1 he almost won his first race in russia last year and it was raining well so this is where it gets interesting with f1 it wasn't raining until like the last lap last two laps and then Lando who was in first wanted his first win he 
went against his like his engineers told him to come in to change tires and he was just like no i'm going for it and lewis hamilton went in to change his tires and then next thing you know mm-hmm. you start seeing other cars on the other side of the track sliding off and then everyone's like oh no oh shit lando what'd you do what are you doing and then lando's in first place going for his first win and then last lap it fucking rains and he spins out and lewis takes first so should have got those new tires last year's russian gp was very exciting and although people probably don't care i'm gonna miss it um that being said haas also terminated mazepin's contract and their sponsor earl collie Sources from Sky Sports in Germany claim that despite the fact Mazepin would be allowed to compete in Formula One this season under a neutral flag, as was the case in 2021, the team are said to have taken the decision to relieve him of this seat, of his seat. But this is... Oh, no. It is now confirmed. Uh, yeah, I believe Fittipaldi is the one that's going to be called up, which I'd love to see that. Fittipaldi comes from... I think his uh, grandpa was an F1 champion. So you got two Formula 1 champions, Schumacher and Fittipaldi. Both their their son and grandson are in the car. So I'm excited as an American Haas fan. Cool. That's all we got for the news. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, I look really bored. You don't really know anything what I'm talking about. I'm not bored. I just don't. I can't really contribute I know. to that. Uh, it but sucks. I'm listening and I'm learning. We're gonna oh, watch sorry. some races. I didn't know. They're on Sunday. We're gonna watch some races. It's gonna be great. That's how you get into F1. I strongly because it's hard to just get into it if you've never seen a race. You have to watch them. They're such a spectacle. They're so great and exciting. But yeah, anything you're excited about in the next weekend? Mm, I'm excited for. The ball, the state bowling tournament. It's gonna to be fun to spend the weekend with my friends, even though it's in Livonia, so it's not like okay anywhere special. What is it like but from the? Um, we got a hotel. We're about to party down. So, how do you feel from the a bowling perspective? Are you into? We're not it? gonna. We're not expecting to win. How do you? How do you think you'll fare? I think we'll have fun. Okay. So is it what's gonna happen? So this is a tournament. You guys are entering. You do a, a team event, which is Saturday. Okay. Which is like four games, and then Sunday is singles and doubles. So oh. I'll bowl six games on Sunday. Nice. And then I'll come home. Maybe you, win something, but. How do you think you'll do? I mean, I I wouldn't say you just go in there expecting to lose either. Well. You, if you don't win, then we're not going to win. You can play. Well, either way, you got to. Yeah, I know. You can still win. You never know. We're going to have fun. Is this your first time? No. Nice. You've been there before. How'd you do it? What's the best you've ever done? Uh, I really kind of just keep track of how I bowl. That's what but, I would do. I mean, you just do it to do it, to just see what you can do. I imagine the competition's really fierce, but is the what's the spectrum like there? Is what it, do you mean? Is everyone there insanely talented, or is there a lot of people there that are also kind of like still yeah. learning? Not really learning, but yeah. But like I mean, like I said, anybody can do it. Okay, so it's open. That's cool. That they leave it open, you know. 
<clears throat> I imagine that helps contributing to the growth of the sport, especially in Michigan. Like allowing popular, man. well, because the last thing you need is to exclude people. Yeah, you know, it's probably popular because they don't exclude people. That's cool, man. If it were uh, one of these days, I'll have to go watch you. Mm. Like I said, you just go bowling with me. I'm not just gonna. You're no, not just no, gonna no. watch me. No, no. You're not gonna just watch. I'm me. gonna watch. No. You. I'm gonna sit there with fucking binoculars and a fake. You don't need mustache. binoculars. The place isn't I'm even gonna, that big. I'm gonna wear. You already have a real mustache. I gotta watch the ball. I'm going to sit far away drinking a whole pitcher of beer. You can't sit that far away at Langers. It's not that big. That's where the state championship is? No. Oh, you're not going to go to that. I'm going to the state championship and I'm going to watch you. And I'm going to have binoculars. I've never been to this place. Oh, well. It's probably big, though. I'll get some friends and we'll be your your fan section. You got to find some friends first. I, like I said, I'll I get some friends. Some people. I got That's a new job, so I'll pay them. Can you be my friend? I go to a strip club. I've done it before. It's not the first time. They you may as well just pay for friends at a strip club. Yeah, so that's my last resort. Is it? <laughs> a what? Yeah. Uh, You've you know, never been to the strip club. I have. I was at Lady Godiva's before I got shut down. I've never been to. They had a good breakfast buffet. That's what I had. I had the French stick, the French toast sticks. Get their hash browns. They were good. It's sad. It's sad that, that we're just talking about the breakfast. Uh, I think it's way less sad than going there. It's to... like three in the morning. <laughs> well, it didn't start until two. What are you supposed to do? Ah. <sighs> Their yeah, breakfast buffet didn't classic, start till 2 a.m. Classic. They ran it for two hours and they closed at 4. We'd literally go on and be like, no, we're just here for breakfast. So you paid the $10 cover. Didn't get a single dance. <laughs> it's not that. It wasn't that good. Just good breakfast. Shut the fuck. <laughs> uh, that's all we got. I got I'm, I'm good. You got a Patreon thing? Well, we... Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we do. Sorry, Trevor. We still we remember. Hey, he paid his money. He pays. I'll be at once, but he paid. I I guarantee he's like, hey, I paid that five bucks. Damn it. I paid. I paid five (laughs) dollars. Trevor was supposed to have us over for the fights this weekend, but he canceled. Yeah, he's lucky he didn't get canceled. We almost cut him off. I know, dude. Gonna stop his subscription. And that goes to the rest of you, okay? We gotta gotta pay the lights on. <laughs> so is Patreon taking a dollar of that five? I don't know. Because it said earnings are four dollars. <laughs> you know they probably do actually. All right, yeah. Um, so uh, I said that one with cheater. Also, the ten we talked about the last week in regards to the Red Wings losing ten to seven. He said also that ten seven Wings game was. All the games me and Mark played in high school, minus the seven goals. Is he saying you guys got dunked on? What? He said those are all the games me and Mark played in high school, minus the seven goals. Oh, yeah. We yeah. would lose 10 to zip. No, nah, we would we would mercy a team sometimes. Unless it was Creston Central. Oh, he said best Sally ever. So we're watching uh, Jeff Mallett with nice. a shootout. Uh, 
And he left. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. What is that goalie doing? Manitoba Moose. I love that. That so that must be the shootout. Winner. Shootout, shootout winner goes five hole, gets him, doesn't even celebrate. Crowd goes nuts. He immediately leaves. That is the best. That was sub. pretty cool. I'm all about that, man. I don't like hockey celebrations that are too over the top, like when people ride their stick or treat their stick like it's a sniper. I rifle. love that I'm he like, just got out done. Where's that goalie going? He's going out to hug his bro. It's like it's all right. My favorite thing to do in NHL, the game. Is after I score, I just immediately Superman dive on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. Although I'd never do that in real life. It's just not what, score life. goals? I have scored a goal. Ooh. Ooh. Bitch, I got my hockey. Bitch, still. what the fuck? <laughs> you got your what? I got my hockey equipment still. I brought it with me. When's the last time you brushed your stuff off, huh? Huh? Um... Definitely before you. When was the last time you played hockey? Mm, probably like a That's month. That's what I thought. Probably like a month. What? When did you play last? Uh, it was at Patterson. Dropping? Or a sub? Yeah, it was a sub. Okay. We were going to do another league, but they got a lot. The money, the prices went up for some reason. Like uh, a lot. Like $200. Oh uh, yeah, I imagine everything. Like I feel like you're trying to rip up. us off. So yeah, especially no, at Patterson. Thank you. Well, that's all we got for today, folks. We hope you have a great week. We're shutting it down. We're done. That was actually our last episode, so we won't be here Friday. We we're just joking about Mark's whole thing. We're done. This is our last episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't, we really expected to have <laughs> five thousand Patreon members by now, and. <laughs> It didn't work out, you know. We thought we could get we could get. We away thought that just, like podcasting was something that you got into and then you just got rich. We were hoping that we could just do this for a month and then retire, but it didn't really, you know, it didn't really work out like that. We only have like fifty likes on Facebook, so I mean, I think it's like fifty-seven. I'll delete everything this weekend. Sorry, you guys will never have well, to hear from us again. Or we, Stu, you won't have to hear from stupid dumb Trevor either. <laughs> I like how we told him that he could just talk trash and he doesn't. So I'm like, you stupid dumbass. Well, I'm actually upset to all of our fans for not talking trash to us. I know, I know you've said something about me. You can just write in, talk shit, say something. For $5 a month, that's all. Or even talk shit to or, us on our social media for free. I don't care. Say something. Guys, or tell us we're doing a good job. I'm talking about we you. We want you to tell us we're Muscles doing a good job. from Brussels. I know you hear us. <laughs> yeah. No, we love all of our fans. Glad to see all of you guys. Uh, we call them, we call you guys the baddies. Yeah. Would you fucking Whether criminals? you like it or not. I wouldn't call them criminals. Probably. In I fact, mean, a lot of them are probably very straight edge. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. All Some right, you might guys. even be business owners. I know a couple that are business owners. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If they five bucks a month, you, you can plug your plug your shit as much as you want. Sure. All right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. That concludes our episode. We'll be back Friday. Maybe not. Or will we? No, we might be done. Actually, Maybe we we'll, might seriously be done. Yeah, we'll be done. All right. Goodbye. And it's your fault, not Forever. ours. You did this. <laughs> it's. 
Everyone except Trevor. Hope you're you the reason why we're done. I hope you fucking sleep well, because I won't. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever.